Hold the Line with Mike Solon is brought to you by the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Seattle's public safety voice. Hey, welcome back to Hold the Line with Mike Solon. Here we are. We're digging out as best we can. The staffing crisis calamity that some of our politicians put us in. And we're seeing numbers from the department and we compare them with SPOG's numbers in terms of the public safety index, the information we put out on a weekly basis. How do the two compare? Are the numbers accurate? Stay tuned. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish. Not a fight. Okay, so on 426, the Seattle Police Department brass and other employees briefed the City of Seattle Council on the officer staffing crisis that the department finds itself in. I think more importantly, what our community finds itself dealing with in terms of the level of public safety being at grave risk. And this crisis is going to be a years-long endeavor to dig ourselves out of this hole. Now, in this council brief that the department and the city officials put on, on April 26th, they put some numbers that are either erroneously put together, maybe there's a mistake there, or they're not being quite accurate as they could be in terms of getting our public up to speed with the true numbers that are impacting this agency. It's one of the reasons why the Seattle Police Officers Guild, when we saw the numbers being projected by the city in terms of what the police department is dealing with, we decided to launch the Public Safety Index. Links will be in the description. You can find it at seattlepoliceofficers.com. You can also check us out on social media. We feel as if our numbers are extremely accurate, and we upload those numbers every Tuesday of every week, and we've been doing so for several months now. So there's three areas of concern in terms of SPD staffing numbers. Number one, it's the number of separations, officers that have quit. Number of new recruits, how many people is the city bringing in to be police officers? And then looking at all that data, what's the number of deployable sworn officers, meaning officers that have taken the oath of service to protect the public? How many of those people can answer your 911 call for help or investigate crimes for follow-up investigation? So we've seen the media pieces come out. And my Northwest has a story that came out not too long ago, and it's dated uh, May 6th of 2022. And I'll read in part, link will be in the description. As the city council prepares to debate separate proposals for how to boost the Seattle Police Department's flagging deployable officer numbers, reflected in the Seattle community with emergency calls without immediate risk to life, the average more than 30 minutes to an hour. Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell has thrown his office's weight behind one, which grants the SPD funds to pay for a staffing incentive plan that could include new and lateral hiring bonuses. So there's two 
proposals that the council is looking at, and they're both competing with one another, at least on May 6th. Two competing proposals exist. Number one, a resolution spearheaded by Councilmember Sarah Nelson lifts a budget provision that allows SPD to use funds for new and lateral hiring bonuses. The other, a legally binding ordinance backed by Lisa Herbold, who's the public safety chair, opens up city dollars to pay for an SPD recruiter as well as relocation expenses associated with moving SPD recruits into the city. So that's story number one that came out. Now, King 5 came back with a video version of that story relative to the council looking at these two proposals. Joyce, well, it seems like Seattle's council and mayor finally agree on something when it comes to policing, that there is a shortage of them. But how to recruit them, that's another story. In a city with so many picturesque vistas, not everyone has seen the forest through the trees. The bigger picture is that people are dying. Until now, as Seattle police officers have moved for a different viewpoint. Officers are having to work overtime just to handle the bare minimum. Chief Adrian Diaz making the pitch today for extra money for incentives as data shows recruitment this year is not keeping up with departures. So I'll just break it right there. So the chief is absolutely correct. There needs to be an incentive plan to entice people to come to the city to be police officers. Now keep in mind, I've said this in the podcast before, we are recruiting with other cities, other jurisdictions across not only this state, but across the nation. Almost every major urban city and other jurisdictions around the United States of America are desperate for police officers. This is all post-defunding George Floyd. So how do you entice people to come to this city, given all that we dealt with in terms of the rioting and the Chaz and Chop situation, and given how many officers we've lost? We're over 400, and we continue to lose more. So this is, this is the political move. We're trying to entice people to get here, and the only way to do it is to incentivize the humans to come do the job. Is it something that will bring them here? Is it equitable for them? Does it make financial sense? The piece continues. That's not a recipe for success. That's a recipe for disaster. Seattle Police Guild President Mike Solon. It's our elected leaders, that some of them still on this council, that put us all in this situation of public safety. He says Seattle cops have transitioned to neighboring cities like Kent, Auburn, or Puyallup or those who have offered a different political climate with five-figure bonuses or higher pay. That's absolutely accurate. It's the other city and the other jurisdictions that are saying, hey, we welcome you as the human being that does the job of policing. You're valued. We support you. And now those cities, understanding that they're in a competitive market for police officers because they're experiencing staffing issues, that they're putting out the welcome mat, financially providing an incentive to work for that city, a city that they're saying, hey, we're going to support you. And so now we see that the council now recognizing that there's an issue here. We have council member Nelson doing a good job trying to put reality into the conversation to say this is a serious problem. And then we're balancing that with trying to come up with another alternative uh, form of funding in terms of is an incentive to just pay for moving expenses for officers. What do you think? You decide. Put your comments in the description. The peace will continue. We could be facing in a year's time 
having just under 700 cops to work a million plus city population. Our priority one call uh, response time has gone up as well as our priority two calls has, has actually exceeded over 30 minutes and our priority three calls is almost over an hour. So priority one, meaning the major emergency situation as to why you're calling 911. Right now, we're well over 10 minutes. Well over 10 minutes. Absolutely unacceptable. And if you're a community member in this city having to deal with that emergent situation, you're looking for help. Folks, the average is 10 minutes plus. Now, priority two, something not to that type of emergent level, but something that's like, listen, I got somebody here doing something. Got a car problem in progress. You name it. We're averaging over 30 minutes. 30. Incredible what's occurred and what continues to occur to this city. It's tragic. The mayor and council seem to agree there is a problem, but not on how to proceed. With two council-led proposals floated for offering moving expenses or bonuses out of existing surplus dollars. I am also raising questions here today about using critical public resources for a possible investment in a policy that has not yet been proven. But with nothing set, it may be a while before Seattle police can climb out of the woods and out of a hole. Absolutely, it's climbing out of this monstrous hole that was completely unavoidable. No, I should say, check that, completely avoidable. So what do we do? So now we understand the situation. And here I am saying again, yes, we want to focus on hiring incentives. Absolutely, we will fully support that 100% and twice on Sunday, hands down. I've said it time and time and time again, and I've done it in every media piece. That's one piece of this. The other major piece of this whole situation is the fact that we continue to lose qualified officers every month at an alarming pace. And I will break down the numbers in terms of what that looks like. And we will then compare what the city has put out, what SPOG is putting out. And folks, I can tell you right now, this is a serious red alert situation. Now, Fox 13, Matt Markovich put a piece together not too many days ago, and we'll have his breakdown here from May 6th. The city of Seattle is not being straight with the public. That is the claim leveled today by the president of the Seattle's Police Officers Union. And that claim comes as the mayor and council members are working behind closed doors to deal with the police officer shortage. Fox 13's Matt Markovich is here, and this is a developing story, Matt. Yeah, new words just to us here at Fox 13 from the union president. Now, we expect the details of those closed-door talks to be unveiled before an important vote at the city council next Tuesday. At issue is hiring and retention incentives for SPD officers, something nearly every police agency outside of Seattle is offering. The union president telling us today the city hasn't been straight with people who come to Seattle or live here. And our public needs to be informed how desperate we are to continue providing 911 service to the public just on a basic level. The union president of SPOG, the Seattle Police Officers Guild, is claiming Seattle officials are not being straight with the public about the depletion rate of officers. And I'm not sure that our community is being told accurate numbers outside of what SPOG is providing. 
I remember I talked about the public safety index, and I'll break it down a little bit further earlier part of this podcast, but this is what we're getting into. What do these numbers actually mean? Why is the city saying one thing, the union saying another? He says 59 officers have left the department so far this year. Seattle police say it's 43 and have hired just 13. The city budgeted for 125 new officers this year, but two weeks ago the police chief lowered the projection to 98. It's more likely 50, says the union. You're gaining one person and you're losing 15 a month. If you operate a business that's operating in the red, that's not good. Spog's numbers come on the eve of a controversial city council vote on how to use unspent officer salaries, predicted to be $4.5 million, maybe more, if the union numbers hold true. Now that's the salary savings from all the officers that have left. Now we're well over 400 and we're losing, on average, 16 a month since the beginning of this year. Those are horrendous numbers, and it'll take decades for us to, re- to, to recover. Your public safety is in grave risk. Why not be forthcoming? And I think some of this is political. Are we happy with the status quo? Are we fine not doing anything? I'm not. A council committee will vote Good on leadership whether to right use there. all the salary savings on retention and recruiting, or just some of it to pay moving expenses for new hires. Others wanted to go to other city departments, citing data that cash hiring incentives may not work. About using critical public resources Reading a for statement. a possible investment in a policy that has not yet been proven. Not too authentic, if you ask me, but true to form, because that was one of the major per- people that did nothing in terms of walking back their defunding narrative. Also did nothing when... Somebody was saying, SPD, put your guns to your head and pull the trigger. Unconscionable to me. So, of course, continue with that rhetoric. Incredible. Hold the Line with Mike Solon is sponsored by StopDefunding.com. The senseless trend of defunding police departments must be stopped. Over 200,000 reasonable citizens have already signed our petition, and we need your help. Visit StopDefunding.com and add your signature to help us protect public safety. Now more than ever, our voices must be heard. Speak up at StopDefunding.com. So, good news out of this is that yesterday, May 9th, link in the description from Cairo, that the announcement is Mayor Bruce Harrell and two city council members, Lisa Herbold and Sarah Nelson, announced plans for a unified approach to passing legislation related to hiring incentives for the Seattle Police Department. That is a positive step. But again, we welcome that all the time, but we need to focus on retaining. How do you keep the people who are currently here from leaving? So let's break these numbers down. So the public safety index, in comparison to what the police department has put out there in terms of their brief to the city council. So they have projected quarter one SPD actuals from January to March. Actual separations was 43. I can tell you right now as this date is May 10th, year-to-date separations, and this is absolutely accurate, is 60. 
60 people. And so if you were to compare from January to now beginning of May, and you project it for the end of the year, folks, we're looking at 173 people gone. That's on top of the over 400 that have left. I say again, we're all supportive of incentives, but how do you keep the current people from leaving? It takes well over a year to train an officer once they're hired, train them, get them through the academy, pass the three-and-a-half-month field training program, provided that they pass that, then you're on probation. We're talking well over a year. And the department says they've hired 13 people. I can tell you when you break the numbers down, year to date, new hires, and there have been two rehires, is 21 now. Mind you, their report was predicted from January to March. Folks, when you project those numbers at the current hiring rate, which they touted to the council on April 26th, We're only at 59. Now, to the department's credit, they had absolutely projected, which I think were over projections, 125 hiring new jobs. They revised that when they gave the numbers to the council on the 26th down to 98. I can tell you right now, 59 is the most accurate number. You can find the public safety index. We release it every week. We will be truthful in our narrative to you so you're read in to the reality of the public safety calamity we find ourselves in. So also, we break down deployable numbers. What does that mean, deployable? That means any person that's able-bodied, that's qualified, to answer your 911 call, whether it's priority one, two, or three. Also, any able-bodied person that can conduct a follow-up investigation. Folks, we're at 888. Think about that. It's stunning. So if you're interested in looking at these numbers even further... We look at where is the disparity there? Where is this other number that if you have total number of available personnel, whether it's sworn, sworn means you've taken the oath of service, SPOG members of the Seattle Police Management Association, you you don't pull in new recruits or students. We're at 959. So SPMA is lieutenants and captains. SPOG is officers and sergeants below. 959, we're under 1,000 people. Under 1,000. And then on top of that, we have this other huge number of unavailable personnel, meaning they are qualified people that can still do the job, but they're on some type of leave, whether they're using their accrued time, taking time off, or they're on paid family medical leave, they're on military leave, or they're injured, or some other form of administrative process. That's around 140 people. And we're projecting we could lose around 173 people 
if not 180 in a year's time. This is a red alert moment, folks. We're providing the accurate numbers to you so you're read in. Again, as I close up here, fully support the incentives to bring people into this city to be police officers? Absolutely. But more importantly, we need a political narrative shift to keep the current people from leaving. On average, we're losing 16 a month since January. Here are the numbers that we have just to close up. Year-to-date separation so far is 60 as of this podcast taping. At a current rate, 2022 projected separations are 173 to 178. January losses is 20. February is 13. March was 9. April was a whopping 17. And already in May, we've lost one. This cannot keep up. Your public safety is at risk. I need you to connect with your politician and impress upon them how serious this situation is and that we need to retain the current people. Spog is without a contract right now. That will go over really well if you're looking at incentives to bring people in because we're now not working under a competing wage because we're not keeping up with the current trends of cost of living. That's where we are. The Public Safety Index. There's a reason why we we created it. We're bringing you truth and accurate numbers in terms of what's occurring outside of the political conversations. That's what police officers do. We bring it every day with humility. So please like and subscribe. Support your local police officer. And pray that this city gets back on track in terms of public safety. Thanks for watching, everybody.